I fucking love the corruption. That's what we're missing over here. A little bit of corruption never hurt anybody. They say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 10, I think it's 10, of Doubly Negative. This is our first, well, first and a half episode since Kyle's left. We recorded this episode, was it last Wednesday? No. Yeah, maybe last Wednesday. And we got 42 minutes in, had a lot of good stuff. And then the internet connection just went to shit when we tried the video. So still audio only. Kyle, how has it been in Bali? It's been good, man. Yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, we uh, we gave a nice tour of your place uh, for the video. But thanks to Zencast shitting the bed, we do not have that. But Kyle's got a private pool. He's also got a community pool and a beautiful bathroom and an outdoor kitchen. And I am very jealous. Yeah, maybe we can try the video thing again. Um because I, I think a lot of people that um, don't really know what's possible over here, I think a lot of people would probably be interested what you can get for um, I'm paying I'm paying 500 bucks a month right now. And I think I'm overpaying a little bit. And my place is. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Just a solo suite. With the fucking private pool and the fountains, just the fountains. That's so bougie. Yeah, it's um, it's a villa. Um, this this type of living place is really not available in most places. It's uh, it's kind of a unique style of architecture and shit. Like for example, my my living room and my kitchen is all outside with the pool. Um, so it's just uh, it's it's really relaxing. You can kind of just chill outside, and eh, I, I like it. You literally can't. Well, I mean, you can be, but it must be really hard to get depressed in a place like that. Oh, I can do it. oh i've been there buddy no but it's just like the weather's so nice obviously it's not just sunshine all the time obviously they have storms and shit i'm not a moron yeah but from my glorified view i'm like oh my god it's always sunny it's always gorgeous it's always a good time yeah and like what happened last time right our the internet was shit so i i was like okay i'm gonna go to a cafe and you know five minutes later i was at a cafe because everything's pretty close here you know and then if i wanted to drive for another five minutes i could be at the beach uh there's a bunch of really cool bars and live music and stuff within five minutes you know my gym is five minutes away so it's not even just like the weather and the place but it's like a really it's a really nice area to live in yeah i I really like it even the cafe, because we were on that video chat for a bit, that cafe looked fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I got, like, uh, a really nice, I don't know, like, a, it, was, it was good coffee. I, I don't know how to say that they made it. <laughs> it's not it's not instant coffee, <laughs> and it was, like, a dollar or, like, two dollars, and that's just how shit is here, you know? That's awesome. So I'm having a hard, not, if you start talking about it, I'll remember a bit, but we had a few good talking points in the last episode. And I wanted to circle back to those. Um, we had a chat on Instagram and we both decided it was a good topic for the episode. Do you remember exactly what it was? Because it's been like a week or two since we talked about it. Well, I remember what we were really rolling with before. And the the trigger was that, you know, my I, I've lost my virginity again and I've been dating. And meeting different girls uh, led us to talk about the different types of chemistry you can have with different people. And we, oh, yes, we ended up talking about not just dating, but also friends and family members. And the idea was that 
it's just easier to be with some people when you have a certain type of chemistry and it's harder to be with some people when you don't. And, you know, for example, I met a really beautiful girl a few days ago, but we just didn't match up that well. And even if she was interested in me and maybe I thought she was really attractive, I just don't really feel like I want to be around her that often because something about the way our interaction is, it, it, it drains my energy rather than gives me energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember the reason we brought this up because I posed the question to you, do you find a girl less dateable? Would you not want to lock someone down more so if they slept with you on the first date? And that's when we got on this roll. I remembered uh, it like right. as you were talking. Right. Yes. yes. Do you find that to be an attractive or unattractive quality? And that's how we got off of it depends on like the chemistry and the vibe. Exactly. Yeah. So do you want me to answer that question again? Yeah, I guess we can start from the top. Do you find it an unattractive quality or does it make a girl less dateable like relationship wise if they sleep with you on the first date because a lot of people think that way right yeah and I, I basically said that i could understand why a lot of guys might might it's it's kind of uh it's hypocritical isn't it though like if he sleeps with her on the first date yeah then he's doing the same behavior that he's going against but but i guess he's putting her in a category like oh she's just a she's just a slut or a one night stand or whatever she's not relationship material she's not girlfriend material right yeah and i was saying it really depends on the interaction you had. Like if it's a situation like I kind of described before where I think she's attractive, but chemistry is not really there, but we both decide, eh, fuck it, let's have sex anyway. That that would probably be the end. But what happens more of the time, like I'm not really a one night stand guy. Um, I've done it. But usually if I'm not really into a girl, I'm not going to try to do that. And for me, when that does happen is when we we meet and we really like each other. There's chemistry and we're, you know, she's getting all my jokes. I'm getting all her jokes. The conversation's flowing easily. And basically we would usually, you know, usually I would have a coffee date or something and it would last an hour or two, but I don't want to stop hanging out with her. So maybe we go and eat some food or maybe we go to the beach and then it's just kind of natural that we come back to my place and watch a movie or something like that. And then whoopsie doopsie, guess what happens? You have a slumber party. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you have a slumber party. And <laughs> that was the main, that was the main way we disguised it last episode is saying having slumber parties. Yeah. I really no like that. Get that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I figured I had to throw that in. So we're going to roll back and refer to having sex as slumber parties. Sure. Go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I was saying that when it happens naturally like that, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. And I, no, I, I absolutely do not judge girls from that. And in fact, I, I told you the last three girls that I were, was in relationships with, that's how it happened because it was just right there right away. And I also said the opposite. I said, I've had the similar situation where the same type of thing happened and the girl didn't want to sleep with, didn't want to have a slumber party. <laughs> it wasn't because she didn't want to. It was because she wasn't letting herself because she had some rule, you know, society told her she shouldn't. And depending on where that rule comes from, I can respect it. But it also is a signal to me that she's not necessarily as free as I would like someone to be. She's She's got some restrictions or limitations that probably I don't find favorable in a relationship. So it could actually be a deterrent, the opposite. Yeah, because you want someone that does what they want to do. They live in the moment, they feel the moment, and they're not living by these fucking fake rules that society puts on people. Exactly. And they're not feeling pressured by it. That's it. Right? Yep. One of the things that you said that really stuck with me, um, I couldn't remember the topic, but I remember this statement. You said when you're talking with someone and you feel like 
they're not judging you. And it's not like you didn't mean judgment in a way like, oh, my political views are different or it's more in the fact of, oh, she doesn't think I'm weird for saying that. Like I can be goofy. Yes. And this is the bridge we use to talk about friendships and stuff like that. It's like when you're with someone, how much do you have to edit your thoughts to make them into conversation? And for example, when I'm talking to you right now, there's never a time when a thought pops in my head and I go, oh, I shouldn't say that. Let me say it like this instead. You know, you and I have a good connection to where I feel comfortable speaking my mind. And that is the type of connection where I'm not like my energy isn't drained when I'm with you. It's not a it's not a it's not a job. You feel like you can just do that leisurely. You know, you're not trying to have conversation. You're just having the conversation. Right. And, and the judgment thing is like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's part of it. It's not the whole thing we're talking about. But for example, you might have a really good friend and they're an awesome person and there's nothing wrong with them. But there's some things that you're just like, maybe you're not afraid to say them, but you just don't think they would get it. Yeah, exactly. I think we also talked about this. There's at the gym, for example, when I was powerlifting, there was this kid. We got along, shared a lot of the same views. We lifted together had a lot of the same goals but at the end of the day i would never ever want to fucking hang out with that kid just because it felt like a chore to talk to him right and it might have something to do with holding stuff back too like i think in these types of conversations we're talking about i always feel like maybe i say something and i know they think something about what i said but they don't say it and yeah exactly yeah you can feel it yeah and and vice versa like maybe i ask them a question and i can tell they're not telling me the whole truth and it's it's not like they're lying or hiding something it's just like they don't want to tell me something and a lot of people it takes some time to warm up and, and that's fine but a lot of times that you just don't have personal chemistry with them and you're just not going to get there and for me um i'm i'm probably not going to spend so much time with someone like that yeah there are some people where it feels like easy to open up to them you know because like when you have that chemistry and you're bouncing off each other just conversation just kind of flows so i don't know i just feel like the people you have those chemistry with that chemistry with seem more trustworthy but can that hurt you you think if they're not such a trustworthy person but they just feel that way because you have that chemistry like that can bite you in the ass certainly and um that's when i kind of posed the counterpoint to my own philosophy with like you have this chemistry but you're kind of trusting your own, own instincts that they feel it too. What if they don't feel it, but they're just a pretty good actor and they're maybe manipulating you? And that's why it might that's why it might be a decent idea for a girl to have a rule like that. Um, because maybe sometimes she can't tell. Maybe she's been burdened in the past. Maybe some guys were really charismatic and you know they had a slumber party and then they never talked again. And she's like, oh well, I don't want that to happen again, right? And it's also true that some of the people that are really good at that shit, like um, I'm watching this series on Netflix right now called The Serpent. The guys, uh, the guys a psychopath, and psychopaths are like notorious for being really good at making you trust them, right? So yeah. You know, going back to this whole slumber party thing, I, I have had a, a couple where my mind was blown. Like one of my best dates ever was in 2019. And I had this type of thing with this girl, like maybe the best ever. Like she was really smart and we talked about everything. And then the next day, like she did it to me. Um, she wasn't texting me back. And I was. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn. I just got played. So it, it, this type of thing, uh, especially with dating, it, it depends on your own risk tolerance too. Like if you can take that chance, then you're going to have some good experiences. But if you decide you want to protect yourself, then that's your choice too. That's totally fine. And, I, you know, I do that sometimes. So after that girl ghosted you, like were you having 
self-doubt even if you know like oh maybe it's it's just this like she's that type of girl she does that stuff she just bangs dudes ghosts them and that's it or did you let that thought creep in your head like maybe i'm not as interesting as i thought or it wasn't going as well as i thought like what do i need to change? yeah i'd say the latter and a lot of that's kind of irrational and you got to kind of get through that and actually that's a big part of growing up is having those kinds of experiences but for a while i was like huh kind of like the insecure jealous thoughts like who did she meet that's better than me i bet she met someone that she likes better than me you know like did i say something stupid and she was just pretending yeah i, I had all that type of thing and then actually the following year i had a very similar situation where i met someone and it was it was just like that and my insecurity crept in and i was like because if a girl i even asked this girl that i was with the second one i was like are you gonna do this to me like, are, are you the type of girl that meets guys and has an amazing night and then never talks to him again? Is that you? So, um, oh, no. So you let those those insecure, like, even though it's such a small event, like it's just one night of your life and you let that affect you down the line. It's just wild. People think these small things that happen throughout your day don't affect you in the long term. But there's a very well, I don't want to say a high chance, but there's a chance that it's going to fuck with you. <laughs> even like how small and insignificant something seems it could change your life forever and we've talked about that on other podcasts yeah yeah it depends on your own personal constitution and what you've been through in the past right like now i'm older and now i've been through the same situation so they don't hit me as hard but but yeah everything leaves a mark i i, I think you you it's a sign that you're actually integrating the experience into your life if you're if you're letting it influence future decisions right like it if you just make the same mistake or, or you, you know, get hurt in the same way over and over, that, that means you're kind of stupid. Yeah. So like you're kind of evolving as a human, but not everyone evolves. No, you're right. <laughs> and, and that is one of the like really sad things here. OK, so Bali is a very promiscuous place. It's really easy to meet people and people are for the most part, they're away from their family. Uh, that includes the local girls, too. Most of them are living with their friends or they're living by themselves. And that leads to a lot of experiences for these young ladies and a lot of slumber parties uh, a fair few yeah and some of them i've <laughs> followed on instagram um do you know the type of girl that like kind of like airs her dirty laundry there, there's a, there's a few of them that, oh my god yeah there's a few of them that will post status updates fairly regularly and it, it's always like this dramatic bullshit like i'm not good enough or you, you know, this bullshit, like, you know, they just got heartbroken again. And, and you know that the same thing happened to them again. They they basically did what we were, were, were talking about. They, they misjudged the situation. They had a slumber party and they didn't learn from it. And then they did it again. And then they did it again. And then they did it again. And it's uh, that that's really sad for me. I, I see that a lot. Dude, there's this one girl. OK, so I follow her on Instagram. I think she's a listener of the show. Hey, baby, how so you doing? <laughs> hopefully she doesn't know who I'm talking about. Oh, no, I don't know if I can go into details, but I'll, I'll give you some details, but I can't go into all of it because it's fucking very obvious who it is. And I'll tell you more off air. But she would like post stuff from like certain guys that text her like off of dates that like ghosted her or something or like we're talking back to her. And she would just put it on Instagram. Like, do you think you're attracting a new good guy when you do that because you're not exactly because they're all gonna say okay this goes south she's just gonna fucking blow me up on social media no fucking thanks but i'll tell you the rest of this afterwards after we stop recording because it's super fucking funny we release it on the never before heard never before seen oh yeah the stuff episodes. off the cutting room floor that that most people won't get to see yeah some of it would, some yeah, people would call yeah, it shocking absolutely shocking
<laughs> but we'll, we'll leave that. Yeah, this is a topic I don't know if I can really talk too much about because I don't really know what's going inside their head. But I always think it's some combination of they want to show off to maybe their girlfriends. Maybe they want to show off to some guys, too. Maybe they want to get back at some guys that still follow them. Like they want to say, hey, I'm with this guy now. But But either way, it's definitely a confused thing. And I don't think it reflects very well on them in the way that they think it probably does. Oh, no. And when I was referring to screen grabs, they weren't positive things. It was like when she got ghosted oh. or something and then would post like conversations. Yeah, that's the guy. not good. Yeah. Yeah. Not even like, oh, hey, this is me and him talking. Heart, heart. It's fucking this is what this guy said. He's a piece of shit. Look how yeah, I've he seen is. that. Like just putting yeah, him on Jesus. blast. And that's what I'm saying as far as like, is any other guy going to be like, OK, so if I text this girl and then ghost her, I'm just going to have all my dirty laundry aired out on social media. No fucking thanks. Yeah, it's like uh, they're just advertising their personality like that. And it's uh, it's not a good advertisement. Yeah. And I think it kind of depends on the situation. Like you were saying, like, are they trying to show off this person? Are they trying to show off to their friends? And that other thing where they're just trying to put the guy on blast to make him look shitty. Is it spiteful or is it them trying to spark a conversation with that person just to start a fight, just to get the conversation going? I think that's it. A big portion of the time. I think you just nailed it. I think it's both of those things. I think some guy ghosted them or something like that and they want to get his attention and they want to either take a jab at him or start the conversation. Um, but either way, it's not going to work because either way, it's a validation boost to the guy. Like, look how much I just affected this girl. And I don't even care about her, obviously, because I did this to her. And yeah, and then it makes them just look bad. So yeah, I don't think it's a very good strategy at all. No, but I feel like some people do that just to get a rise out of a person, just to get the conversation going, because they feel like they can manipulate them enough in that conversation to get them to talk to them again and keep it yeah, going. Yeah, it's just an opening. Well, yeah, but fucking wild. Like, chill out. Don't put other people's shit on social media. That's just stupid and childish. Yeah, but that's the world we live in, and it's just going to get more and more like that as the younger generations see that, and it's normal, and uh it's amazing how much personal shit people will just put out for people to You know. mean like a podcast where we talk about slumber parties and our relationships and stuff? <laughs> That's a fucking good point, Kyle. <laughs> that is a really good point. I mean, I mean, we're not trying to get a rise out of anybody. We're just trying to offer some entertainment. Oh, God damn it. No, no, no. It is, it, it is, it is different. It's, um, this is something I've thought about a lot in the past because this is what I do with my life. Like I write about this type of stuff and I talk about it on podcasts. And I think it's like um, the quality of the content you're creating and the intention. So with a podcast, we're trying, yeah, we're, exactly. we're trying to get a conversation started. We're trying to get people to think. Um, we're trying to relate ourselves to other people. It's, it's not really a selfish thing we're doing here. Whereas the other thing is kind of the other end of the spectrum. It's just like, there's no thought put into that content. It's just a story they took two seconds to create and it's all about them. It's me, me, me. And the, the, the ironic thing about a podcast is like, yeah, we're talking about ourselves, but it, I don't, I don't view it as a selfish thing. Actually. Like when you look at the podcast you listen to, that's something they're doing for other people. It's kind of a selfless thing actually. No. Yeah. I completely agree. Whether it's for like just self-help entertainment, comedy, whatever it is, like they're doing that for other people. Granted, they're getting paid for it for the most part. Not guys like us. Download, subscribe. But, you know, they're doing it for a purpose. And I mean, our main intention, like it's not like attention grabbing it for us. Well, for me personally, it's just having an open conversation for an extended amount of time. Like I just enjoy it. No distractions. 
and maybe we can help someone else out or offer someone else entertainment. So, I mean, that's why I do it. I mean, the people that are posting their dirty laundry on fucking Facebook, it's a completely different story. It is. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually a really interesting, um, there's a series on Netflix called easy. Did you ever see that? No. You know who Mark Maron is? Mark Maron. Nope. It sounds familiar. I'm going to Google it right now, but he's like one of the biggest podcasters there is. He's a stand up comic too. Uh, he had Barack Obama on his podcast, but, Oh, I know fucking Mark Maron. I've never anyway, heard of he was on though. a couple episodes of this show and they they were kind of exploring this topic we're talking about because he was uh, a memoirist. He he wrote and illustrated uh, kind of comics about his life, but they were brutally honest and he was putting his shit out there. Right. And, and the girls that he was with got pissed at him sometimes. And then he met this girl and she was an artist and he slept with her and he only found out later that her art was taking selfies of the guys that she just slept with while they were sleeping. So she did that to him. Um, she, you know, he was still sleeping. She took out a selfie stick and she, she snapped a picture of him. And then later he went to her art gallery and there he was with a bunch of other guys that she took the selfies of and he got pissed off and and she's like, well, you do the same exact thing. And he's like, it's not the same thing. This is bullshit. Mine's not bullshit. And uh, that's a really controversial topic. And I I don't think there's really a right or wrong answer. But his initial reaction is kind of the way I feel, too. It's like it depends on the effort put in. I I, I don't know. But you should watch that episode. It's really interesting. So she was saying it's the same as him. But was he you said he's brutally honest. Was he like talking about women? Yeah. So he would his comics. Yeah. He put out like a few books and they were illustrated books and one of them was about his failed marriage and then one of them was about a divorce and and there were all like no fiction involved just things that happened so yeah you know if if someone paints you in a bad light especially understandably you you could get pissed off about that yeah that's a tough topic yeah for sure i mean i think it's different if someone's posting you sleeping half naked in a bed after having sex and writing about a situation depending on how you write about it obviously you don't want to ruin this person in the public light by just trashing them but posting someone like that's it's a very intimate moment to post and yeah. put in an art gallery yeah. for people to see but you could argue that it's even more intimate because um so you know a, a picture can only take a, a snapshot in time and, and that is intimate but you can get a lot more intimate into feelings and emotions if you're writing about it. And um, yeah, so it is it is an argument to be had. And uh, I'm, I'm just being reminded of like Taylor Swift, right? Isn't Taylor Swift the one that like writes a bunch of songs about the guy she dated? Oh, yeah, that's pretty much her whole career. Pretty sure. <laughs> no, I like her. <laughs> Not that I'm a fan or anything. <laughs> but even in her songs, you could probably find examples of songs where you listen to them and there's some quality there and it's not it's not as blatant and maybe you say hey this is pretty good whereas if she writes a song just trashing some guy you say i don't think i like this one so much and it's up to every individual person to decide but um i think you get my point right yeah if she's like if the if the lyrics are left up for interpretation rather than being super blunt and just blatantly trashing somebody then yeah uh, yes is that where you were going with that like depending on it, how she it goes it? back to what we were talking okay. about earlier i think it comes down to intent what is the intent of this song is it you getting your emotions out uh, and that goes for the the writing too is it you getting your emotions out trying to create something or are you just trying to get attention and trash somebody and i, I think people can feel that intention and that's the difference between 
good art, and then just kind of shit. Wow, you tied uh, that all together there. Yeah, put a bow on it. I like that. That was good. Wow, I did. I don't know if it's because I had a beer or two that I didn't realize like that's where you were heading. But when you wrapped that up, I was hey, like, "This thanks, motherfucker, man. he's good. Uh, he's good." So let's go back into your dating life. I feel like that's juicy stuff. So you were talking about how it's easier to meet people out there. I've been on dating apps for a little bit. You didn't even bother with them while you were in Rhode Island. And the second you get back to Bali, it's fucking bing, bang, boom. Match, match, match. So I I did bother a bit in Rhode Island, but it was so fruitless that I didn't meet anybody. But I had like a handful of conversations in five months, right? And in Bali, it's different. And um, the whole racial aspect cannot be ignored. I am more attractive in Bali somehow. Overnight, I became more attractive by traveling to the other side of the world. I think it's just because it's something different. It's not like mm. you. It's not something you see all the time. So that makes it more yeah, so attractive. We don't have to talk too much about that, but that has to be said because you know people will think it, but I, I do acknowledge that. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of matches, a lot of potential. And uh, like I was telling you earlier, the vibe here is like people are always out doing stuff. There's a lot of stuff to do. So it's really common for me to match with a girl, exchange a few messages and then say, hey, let's grab coffee. And that happens very often the same day or the next day. And uh, yeah, that's just a lot of potential there for that. It's crazy how different it is because you can talk to a girl for a week here and be like, hey, you want to get dinner? And they're like, I don't really know you that well yet. Maybe we should do a FaceTime first. And over there, it's like, let's get coffee exactly. now. Here's my location. Yeah. yeah. Why, why is it so different, though? Uh, there's probably a lot of answers to that. I guess it could be cultural. It could be just general happiness levels, maybe. Like, you know, when I was in Rhode Island, right, I, I did have a couple opportunities where if I said, let's meet here now or, or at this time, they probably would have met me. But even like just to put it on myself, my general mood wasn't so great and I wasn't really up to it. I do think the general level of mood in, in people is pretty good here. So I'm going to I'm going to attribute a lot of it to that. That could be it. I mean, I've had a lot of instances where I've just been like, eh, don't really feel like doing that at all. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that. Just the overall mood is not as good, I would say. Even you seem like you had to go down there. You had to quarantine a bit and like you're all bubbly, you know? Yeah, things are like better. You're having a great time. Yeah, and um, another thing too, and the States is different in general, but where we live in Rhode Island is fairly rural. Um, so, for example, like my favorite match yeah. that I had, if I wanted to see her, I was going to have to drive 30 minutes and it was going to be a thing, right? Where most of the girls I'm seeing here, like we're only 10 minutes from each other. So we just meet somewhere in the middle and it's easy. It's, it's just not easy there. You know, it's cold in, in the winter. It was anyway. And it's yeah. limited on things you can do. Yeah, right, right. And like one of the biggest things here is like if you say to a girl you want to watch the sunset, that's that that's it right there. That's going to work a lot. If I said that here, <laughs> yeah. they Where? would unmatch me immediately. They'd be like, this Where guy's do a you fucking watch the creep. sunset in Rhode Island? How are you going to do that? <laughs> yeah. It is freezing outside. Yeah, but, we are not watching shit. But here, there's like <laughs> such a seven beaches we could go to. <laughs> like, do you want to go to Batu Bolong, Batu Belig? Uh, yeah, double six. And and usually you you get some beanbag chairs. You get a fresh coconut for a dollar fifty. You get a beer for a dollar, and you you chill out. And and the sunset's beautiful. The the surf people surfing. 
dogs on the beach. Yeah, it's uh, I feel like I'm making this shit up, but it's true. Yeah. No, that sounds like a goddamn dream. It's so much better than Rhode Island. You want to watch the sunset? We have an hour drive to the beach. I'll pack something because everything's closed. Right. And if it's actually a nice day to go to the beach, it's going to be traffic too because everybody's going to go if it's nice. <laughs> and it's going to be so fucking busy. Oh, God, what a nightmare. Yeah. I hate going to the beach. Especially here because it's just like it's packed wall to wall, kids screaming, bunch of gross people in sure. bathing suits, including myself. <laughs> Don't want to go. Like, no fucking thank you. You see the worst yeah, people. Yeah, I agree beach. with you. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't even make it back this last time. I mean, it was winter anyway, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's an hour drive and it's just, it's not even that nice. I, I used to think Narragansett Beach was really nice, but dude, it's not. It's really not. It's not. It's a fucking shithole. It's like, oh, there's a, a mile of rocks you have to walk through. It's going to hurt. You'll get through it, though. And then a mile of seaweed, and then you'll find some good yeah, friends. Yeah. Some good real estate. It's like, no thanks. The Bali beaches aren't that crowded like Rhode Island. Well, it's just there's so much of the beach. So it's kind of like the people that go to the beach are dispersed, mm-hmm. right? Like the whole coast of the island is accessible. So it's like, you know, miles and miles and miles of beaches. And sometimes one part of the beach gets pretty popular and you just go to the other part. Also, the pandemic's making a little bit better right now. <laughs> the, the pandemic is helping me with that. It has had its positives. and I don't want to discount that. I think it needs to be said. I like certain yeah. parts of being yeah, me too. lockdown. Yeah. Less, traf- less traffic to work, working from home, not having... Well, to come up with an excuse to not go out like there's a lot of positives yeah, I, I agree with you yeah i feel like if i was living in bali though i would want a little bit less of a lockdown because like the more lockdown here i get to work from home fantastic lockdown there you know you're kind of doing your thing i want shit well to the, the lockdown here is sometimes they lock it down for real but, but like for a day or something but it's kind of a joke and like yeah the most popular nightclub here is called Shishi, and I think they put a curfew uh, in general. I think you're not supposed to be anywhere past 10, but everybody knows that they Ooh. just open the back door to Shishi and you can leave until 4 a.m. or something like that. Everybody knows it. So you know the police know it and you know they're getting paid. So what I'm trying to say is lockdown is kind of a joke here right now. It's not, you know, I'm going to the gym every day and nobody's wearing masks. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter. I fucking love the corruption. That's what we're missing over here, right? Back in the day, Providence, corruption, police on the payroll. That's what I need. It just keeps things interesting. And in, in, in Bali, it sounds like you can be fucking bought. You can buy the police if you need to. A little bit of corruption never hurt anybody. No, Providence looked well, great. I think uh, was here. I, I know I've told you about this before, but it's kind of interesting aspect of Bali too. Um, I don't have a, a driver's license here, and I do not have an international driver's permit. But it doesn't really matter because if I get stopped, which I have several times, what's going to happen is they're going to stop you and they're going to say, "Sir, do you have a license?" And I'm going to say, "Oh no, I'm sorry." And they're going to say, that's a big problem, sir. We're going to take you to court. We're going to take your bike. And I'm going to go, oh, no. And then they're going to take me into a little, um, a little like a toll booth thing on the side of the road. And they're going to show me this piece of paper that says I'm in big trouble. And they're going to say the fine is uh, over $100 and I'm going to have to go to court. And then I'm going to say, oh, no. And they're going to say, sir, do you, do, you have this, do you have this money on you right now? And I'm going to say, no, I only have $5. And then they're going to say, sir, there's an ATM right there. Go get the money. And I'm going to say, I only have $5. 
And this is going to go on for about another 30 seconds. And then they're going to take my $5 and then they're going to let me drive off still with no license and with no problem. And that is corruption. And I fully get behind it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's awesome. My cousin told me when he went over there, the police tried to like get some cash off him. They're like, hey, you're going to go to jail. How much money you got? He's like, uh, yeah, you got to you got to have a little bit of um, you, you got to know this beforehand because they do take some people. I knew a girl that was from Australia and she didn't know the the hustle and she did go to an ATM and she did give them like four hundred dollars. So, oh, my God. So you got to know. But but it, it is commonly understood that they'll accept as little as like three bucks. Three dollars. To get you out of a ticket? Yeah, if you get if you got fifty thousand if you got fifty thousand rupiah, you're good to go. Is that what three dollars is? Yeah, roughly. Fifty thousand? Yeah, the exchange rate is like it's like one dollar to fourteen thousand. That is too funny. You can just buy the cops. Yeah, and like I got three bucks on me. All right, you're good to go. In one situation, I was driving me and me and my friend Jenny, and we were just going to the beach. Did you and Jenny have a slumber party at some point? Well, we had a couple in the past, yeah, but but now we're just good friends. Um, the pillow, the pillow fights have ceased. <laughs> okay, okay. But anyway, we were we were just going to the beach. We weren't driving far, and yeah, it's not a great idea. But neither of us were wearing helmets, and uh, that's that's going to get you stopped if you get caught. And we did get stopped. So they had they had me on no helmet for me, no helmet for Jenny, no license. Da 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 da. And yeah, I got away with I think five bucks. That is amazing. And again, the funny part to me is that. They they let us go, but we're we're driving away still with no helmets and still with no license. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just completely fine. <laughs> Speaking of, I saw the funniest fucking thing today. I'm so glad you said no helmets. Mm. I'm driving home from work today. I see a guy driving with a mask on, like a COVID mask, like N95, and no helmet. Oh, on a bike? He's more afraid of COVID. Yeah, on a bike. He's more afraid of COVID than he has brain damage. That says a lot, dude. That says a lot. Seems to me like he already has the brain damage. Yeah. Has a mask on and a helmet. What are you doing? Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. N95, driving a bike, no helmet. I, I, I drove I drove 10 minutes today and I saw 50% 50, 50 of the people here are, are not wearing a helmet, but almost everyone's wearing a mask. So yeah, that is rampant here. Absolutely rampant. Oh my God. The, the, the mask is a bigger deal than the helmet right now with the police. If you don't have a mask, like I, I took an alternate route home today because I, uh, I forgot my mask. So I was very worried about getting stopped with no mask. Whereas the helmet thing, it, it's really not that big of a deal, but no mask is a big deal. So yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know, man. They can pull you over and fine you for not wearing a mask. Yeah. While, like riding your bike. Yeah. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for a while, they were making people do push-ups on the side of the road. Like they would catch people with no mask and they made them do push-ups. I don't really know what that does, but um, that was what was happening. <laughs> Maybe that's what America needs since everyone's obese. It might work. And rather than get pulled over or go to court, pay a fine, you got to get out and do push-ups and uh, a couple jumping jacks. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember the first day um, they instituted it because I was here before I went home. Uh, it was definitely in March and the masks were becoming a thing and they were sold out in a lot of places. And then one day I was driving the bike uh, with my girlfriend at the time and the police were at every intersection. There were police everywhere and they were stopping everybody without a mask. And it was still a grace period. They weren't finding anyone, but they were telling people, go home now, get a mask. Like it, it just became a thing on that day. And it still is like the mask is, is still a big thing here. And the part that is, is really dumb for me is that you have to wear a mask when you're on the bike, when your exposure is probably pretty low. But then you go into the restaurant or the bar or literally anywhere 
and nobody's wearing a mask. So explain that one. I was confused because you said people in the gym like weren't wearing masks at all, but you have to wear it while you're riding your bike. It's just all um, it's all appearances. It, it's all government trying to look good and trying to not look stupid when ironically they end up looking more stupid but they're just they're just doing what they think they have to do oh it drives me up a wall this stuff the the science changes like every three days it's three feet now oh no it's six feet two masks one mask oh no masks it's like what are we doing here what what the fuck are we doing here yeah yeah it's just like you have to show that you're making an effort or you're an asshole and oh yeah dude. <laughs> and listen i'm oh okay this bothers me all right so i get asked so often you vaccinated yet and i say no just because i'm not an anti-vaxxer i just haven't made the appointment yet because i don't like having stuff to do yep and now i feel uncomfortable when i say no and i feel like i have to say oh well i'm making the appointment soon i just gotta go get it because people judge like someone straight up asked me today did you get it i said no they go do you plan on getting it right 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 i'm like well, what the fuck do I say here? Why are you putting me in this pickle? I, I mean, I'm, I'll get it. Yeah, I'm not against it. I just haven't done it yet. I don't get the flu shot. Oh, it's different. It's different. I, I just don't do things like that. I don't feel like it. I don't want to make the time to do it. Right. Yeah. And this is like one of the, in my opinion, it's one of the worst aspects of our society in general today. And this is across cultures. This is here. This is there. This is social media in general. I truly believe that the majority of people are essentially posturing they want to appear a certain way especially with this covid stuff like all the hashtags stay home and stuff like that they're oh they're just they're all virtue signaling. virtue signaling that's the term for it yes and i would truly believe that half the people you're talking to it's not even about their true beliefs they just think that that's what they they're supposed to believe and then they're putting it on you and if you're an anti-vaxxer that's a chance for them to be one up over you so they're just going to take any chance and they're, you know, and it, and if you say, no, I'm not getting vaccinated and I have no plans to, now they have someone to talk about to their friends and they say, oh, listen about this asshole I met today. When, oh yeah, dude. when it really has nothing to do with their beliefs, it's just what they're trying to appear. Yeah. And it, I feel like everyone on social media now, like has to post about a certain cause that's going on. But if you talk to that person in real life about the cause that they're posting about, they have no fucking clue. They're just doing it because everyone else is fucking doing it. Exactly. I'm all about spreading awareness, but like if you don't actually give a fuck about it, just stay away from it. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's garbage. <laughs> it really is. And back to us talking about why social media sucks sometimes and it's good sometimes. People just creating fake personas and not living up to them at all. Yeah, and if if that's the world they want to inhabit, they want to be one of those people and associate with those other people, then maybe it's working for them. I'm not sure. But that's the last thing I want to be a part of. Yeah, it's just like the, I mean, what were we talking about social media? Like when you're, oh, like when we were talking about people like selling themselves like, oh, I'm happy. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm a social justice warrior. Right. It's like they're all trying to sell themselves something to make them think they're a better person. Oh, no, I shared this. I really care about the cause. And it's like, really? Did you donate to it? Did you actually do any work other than click the share button just to get likes? So I, I got something actually. Okay, let's hear it. There's a new documentary on Netflix called Seaspiracy. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it, and I'm nervous to watch it. They say a lot. Don't they say something about, like, climate change, and it's not even the fault of, like, plastic in the ocean. It's more so us fishing so much and eating seafood. Exactly, exactly. 
And the mechanism that you learn about is shocking. So basically, the whole don't use plastic movement is smoke and mirrors. That propaganda is put out by the fishing companies. The same, so, so basically the vast majority of the waste in the ocean, the stuff that is killing our ocean and might kill us is leftover fishing nets and fishing equipment. So the fishing companies are the ones destroying the ocean. Meanwhile, they're putting out this message to everyone, save the oceans, do your part, while they're the ones doing it. Right. So, oh my God. Yeah. So it's a little tippity toe, hoppity doop to do. And I truly believe that type of shit is counterproductive. Yeah. Oh, I'm part of the same cause you are. Does that mean we're right. friends now? I'm part of a community. I'm part of something bigger than myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, but I gave into it. Who the fuck knows, dude? I'm a moron sometimes. Hey, it's not that big of a deal. Virtue signaling at its finest. Oh my god. We can do this together. Oh my god, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> what, dude, like some like Tinder bios or like hinge bios, fully vaxxed. If you're not vaxxed, swipe left. Yeah. And how and how many of those how many of those bitches do you think got the vaccine? They make sure the guy got the vaccine and then they fuck without a condom. <laughs> I guarantee you. Dude, I, I guarantee you it's that. not zero. And then they let a guy it's hit not it wrong. zero. I guarantee you it's not zero people that have done that. Oh my god, how funny <laughs> is that? Make sure you're vaxxed. And then they just let a guy with chlamydia hit yeah. it without a condom. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh my god, Jake's No, that this is the best thing we've said so far. I just the best thing we said No, no, and use it for okay, No, okay. no, 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 and use okay, it for cool. the intro. <laughs> not clip it, take it out. Clip it and use it for the intro. She lets a guy hit it raw, but make sure he's yeah. vexed. So I actually was going to use this for the intro clip, but then I heard Chris wanted me to use it for the intro clip. So now I definitely can't use it for the intro clip. <laughs> oh my God. Mm. That is too funny. Fuck, dude. It's 1230. I got to work in the okay. morning. Yeah. We should probably wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, I got to go to the gym too. Yeah. Well... I gotta go to fucking bed. I gotta go to fucking Middletown. Whatever. So, alright. Thanks for tuning in. First episode with Kyle and Bali. Subscribe. Download. Leave a nice review. Bye. Next life being bound to love.